Welcome back to another episode of the Mac Rumor Show. If I sound defeated, it's because I have done this intro about 5,000 times now. Uh, we do still have to keep that same energy for our very special guest. Of course, I'm joined with Hart- or joined by Hartley, but we're also joined by Kevin Neether, a.k.a. Kevin the Tech Ninja, who's also a very good friend of mine, and I can't wait to see you guys again in person in the next few days. But how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing really well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about all the fun stuff we're talking about on today's episode. So thanks. Fantastic. And if uh, this cuts out again, honestly, we're just jumping right back into it. There's not going to be another intro from me. But I will introduce our topic again because uh, we have some news about the Apple Watch. We um, are now expecting, which we have been for a while, it's been going under, you know, the Apple Watch Series 8, and then the Explorer Edition or a more rugged edition. And now it's going under this new moniker of the Apple Watch Pro, perhaps. You know, something higher end, something with some little bit extra features. And so before we get into that, I do want to ask you what your current, like, Apple Watch setup is. Are you using it all the time? I know you are into, like, a lot of health and fitness stuff, so I know you use it for that. But what's your day-to-day use case with the Apple Watch? Yeah, so I use so I have an Apple Watch Series Seven. Um, before that, I had a Series Four. I held on to that thing for so long, and I actually cracked it. So I bought a Series Seven, and for when I first got it, I pretty much wore it all the time. And then recently, I don't know what what sort of changed. I sort of just stopped wearing it at the house, and like I'll wear it when I go out. But if I went somewhere like a nice restaurant, I'll put on like a standard watch. But if I'm doing anything active, working out, playing golf, whatever. Um, or just have like a, like a, just a normal day outside the house, I will still wear the Apple watch, but I pretty much disable all notifications and I just use it for the tracking purposes or for the one-off thing. I need to access something on my watch instead of the phone. Hartley, what's your situation like? Well, I guess I'm a little bit the opposite of Kevin because I wear my Apple watch almost all the time. It, it only comes off my wrist to charge because I use it for sleep tracking. Um, so oh, you wear it to sleep. It, yeah, um, I wear it pretty much all the time. The only thing I, I do more than I take my watch off um, as such is to change the bands uh, just for a level of comfort. So I find that when I uh, want to do sleep tracking, if I switch to a sport loop, it's a lot more comfortable than uh, like the link bracelet that I'm wearing now because you wouldn't want that in bed necessarily. No, no way. I can barely wear those link bracelets. My wrists are, I guess, a little too hairy. You know, whenever you use like the... What's the... <laughs> What are, what's the, 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 yeah, the link one, the Milanese one does it too, but it like yeah. pinches your hairs, man. Yeah. I mean, I can't do, I can't deal with that. Yeah. So Wait, nice I actually looking. like the link. Yeah. I like the link ones a lot. And that, that's, that's kind of typically the one I wear. Um, and then I will switch out to like a sport one if I am doing like, you know, any, anything active. So, yeah. I mean, they're not that, should I just shave my wrist then so I can wear it or should I yeah, just stop, should. stop being so weak about it? I'm not gonna say it. You can but maybe say, you give can your say wrist it. a little. You can maybe say you just shave. Yeah, shave your wrists. Shave your arms completely. Like just shave my arms, arms completely. Just, yeah, just to, just to make I it might, match. Just to make it match. I might do that. Um, okay, so then are you? Ex- so, so this is this is tough because you said you you held on to your Series Four. I remember you not upgrading for a while, um, yeah. and you just you just didn't seem to really care that much. But then you know. Since the pandemic, everybody started getting into fitness, and I know that's when you started doing a lot of that stuff with your Peloton and everything. Um, is there any like, are you getting addicted to using it for that? Was like, there any like new health features that would like entice you to going up to the Series Eight? Yeah, I mean, so so the number one thing for me has to be battery life, um, just because having to charge it every single day, just it, I'm not a fan of it because I, I, you know, 
just like Hartley said, I do want to track my sleep. Like I want to do those things, but when I wake up, I don't want to put it back down and charge it. And just, you know, I, I kind of feel like I have to plan around the watch to a certain extent, which, which is something I don't want to do. Um, especially like when I go out of town. So um, number one, it needs to be, have better battery life for me. Um, that That's kind of the number one thing that, that I would like to have. And um, beyond that, as far as what it tracks, I think it does a great job at tracking. I mean, I've compared it to metrics of like a heart, like uh, of, of like the chest straps that does the heart rate compared to the watch. And the watch is always within a couple of beats of that. So I have no problems with anything beyond that. Just battery life for me is kind of the, the thing that I typically just don't like. So one of the main things that we're expecting to make this sort of high-end Apple Watch model a little bit special is a different design. Um, it's not quite clear exactly how they're going to be able to do this because what really threw a spanner in the works um, at the end of last week was Bloomberg's Mark Gurman said that there will definitely be a complete redesign. It will be the first true redesign of the Apple Watch since the Series 4. But, and here's the thing, he said it won't have flat edges that was the rumored design. So the question is, what are they going to do with the design that moves away from what they've been doing so far, but doesn't go in the direction of flat edges? Hmm. So what, what do you guys think about that? You know, for, for me, I would love a circular design, sort of like what Moto did back in the day with their, their Moto watch. And even with the circular design, you can still kind of have the, the, the curved edges that, that kind of swoops around it a little bit, you know? Um, that would be something I would like. And I, and I guess I guess a question, I guess the question is, would the Pro One be the rugged one or would the Pro One be more a luxurious model of watch? That, that's, I guess that's my other question I would have. Well, I think what they're trying to do is kind of do both. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this later about the Apple Watch Edition, but that model's always been in kind of a bit of a weird place because it's targeted more at the, uh, the luxury end of the market. Um, but I think Apple knows that that isn't enough to upsell enough customers. So they've got to offer actually different features. So this model, I think, is kind of going to be both for the, the luxury end and for the sort of the pro high end. Um, the, the only unfortunate thing about the circular design is that was the, actually the other thing that Mark Gurman said. He said, not only will it not have a flat design, it also won't have a circular design, which oh. I, is a real shame because I, that would yeah. be my thing as well. That's my sort of dream Apple Watch design is a circular design. I think it's so much more elegant. And I'm sure, you know, as someone that wears um, a lot more classic watches, Kevin, that you appreciate that circular design a little bit more. Um, but now that that's what Pixel's doing, I think Apple, if the, if Apple basically made the current design circular, it would look like a Pixel watch. So maybe that's why they're, they're sticking with what they've And got. they would sell way, way more of them. <laughs> no offense to Google and, and the Pixel watch. I'm sure it's going to be great, you know, in terms of at least the design and, and, and the hardware. You know, it's just, it's Wear OS that's, that's kind of the problem. Mm -hmm. and, and, and plus Apple Watch is just so far above and beyond all the other uh, smartwatches out there that I just think if they wanted to, and they know this, they, they could do it and they could sell a bunch. I just don't understand why they're so hesitant. Is that like something they're reserving for the future? Like, so when they're, you know, when the watches and the sales start to drop a little bit, they can bust that out and be like, all right, here's a whole new design. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what they're doing here, but it's not going to be that like, 
so we, we, we say there's no squared edges. We say there's no, you know, circular. So what's the big deal? It's going to be a little bit bigger. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit different in the contour. Uh, Hartley, is there anything, you know, that I'm missing that's going to make this, you know, what's going to make people want to go out and buy this one then? Well, in terms of the design, I have a theory, and it's just a theory because we haven't actually heard this. Um, but, but I'm putting two things together, which is it's not going to have flat sides, but we've also heard a rumor about a flat display glass. And we know the Series 7 has this more curved um, display glass. So if it's got a flat display, it can still um, look quite different and yet still have the curved side. So what I'm kind of imagining is the shape of the, the new MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air, where it's got a flat top and sort of, a, sort of curves towards the bottom. Um, hmm. I think that could look really nice on the Apple Watch. So maybe that's what they're going for. But um, I'm just speculating because how much more can they really do with if right, it's going to yeah. be square and it's, 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 it's got to look different, but it's also kind of recognizably got to be an Apple Watch. Kevin, would you buy that? Uh, if, if battery life, if battery life is better. I mean, the, the new design really doesn't do anything for me, to be honest, because it's not something I wear as a fashion piece, per se. So I don't really care about the design too much unless it, they add new functionality. I, I am wondering if they're not going circular, is it because the way Wear OS is programmed, where, you know, it takes advantage of sort of the, the shape of the Apple Watch. And if you go circular, you know, the, the design wouldn't look great, you know, because it would sort of be cut out or you won't have all the information at, at a glance, which Apple likes to, you know, like to talk about. I think that's exactly it. I think that um, the way that Apple has designed the Apple Watch is entirely around a square display. This was something they must have decided on a really long time ago. And it makes sense because if you imagine you've got a notification that pops up, a message or something like that on a round display, a lot of that text is going to be kind of squished in. You're not going to be able to read it in a, in a clear way. And I think that is going to be something that when we actually have people get their hands on the Pixel Watch, they're going to just say, it looks nice when it's got the watch face up, but when you actually want to glance at a notification, it's just a bit weird to try and read something on a round uh, surface. So I think that's probably the reason. What about the what about the casing? Are we going to get? I mean, this obviously has to be more high end for the Pro. And then then are we also expecting just the Series Eight to remain like the Series Seven? Because I feel like it would be weird for Apple to kind of change up their production. Uh, for a year and then not like use that same design because even though for most people they probably couldn't tell the huge difference but there is a difference between the six and the seven and so it just feels off to me that they would be doing that so would they keep the the, the eight the regular eight the same and then do a higher end casing and that different design for the pro i think so i think they've kind of got to to be able to justify um the price point that they're going for and to be able to position it as high end there's the problem that they've had for years with the edition models is that they are the same. It's just the casing that's different. Whether you're talking about uh, the, I think it was 18 karat gold casings to start, then there were ceramic ones, and uh, then in most recent years, titanium. So if they add an actual different design that looks visually different, and also if it makes it more rugged, which having a flat display glass would do because it would make it more resistant to impacts, um, they need to be able to to clearly separate that for, for customers. I wish it would come to all the models too, but I think that they're doing the same thing of the, the best design and the newest design comes to the top end first, and then maybe it will trickle down at a later date. I mean, that makes sense. Um, Kevin, What which one did you have before on the Series 4? Did you have just the aluminum or did you go with some of the higher end finishes? 
Yeah, I just went with aluminum. It was it, it was fine. I, I actually, before I bought it, I went into the Apple store and kind of compared them side by side, and I felt the aluminum was just fine. And, that's and what I kind of felt that. That's what you had from the 4 and the 7? Yeah, yeah, aluminum. 7, 6. Yeah, you know, I, I, I looked at the difference, and it was just like, you know, for me, it's as I said before, for me, it's not like a statement piece, right? It's just something I use to kind of work out mostly and something just to kind of walk around the house for notifications or, or what have you. So I didn't think I needed something extremely high end. Well, titanium is where the rumor is going for where this could be taken to a little bit more high end because they already are offering titanium on the Series 7 edition models. That's basically the only thing that justifies it um, being like that. And it's because titanium is kind of the perfect compromise between um, the, the, the weights that you get with the um, aluminium models and the, um, the durability you get from the stainless steel. Titanium gives you both because it's lighter and it's stronger. So even for people that are even just uh, maybe you're in the gym and you're, you're cautious about, you know, hitting your Apple Watch on the equipment or on the weights, that would be way better to be able to rely uh, that that's going to get less damaged um, and certainly be a lot more impact resistance. And for people that work in challenging environments, titanium is, is the way to go. And that's, that's part of what we've heard in, in the latest rumors. I also think it looks nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, titanium would look nice. I, you know, we we talked about this with Justine when we had her on a couple episodes ago, and you know, the the ceramic is still my personal favorite design. Just the white ceramic looks so good. Um, I kind of wish they would bring that back, but I don't think that's going to happen right now. Um, all right, so we we talked about the 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 new design, and and we did touch on the display being potentially bigger, but that's some of the features that we're looking at. We're looking at you know either. A 5% bigger display for the regular Series 8 and then the the Series 8 Extreme Sports or the Explorer Edition or the Pro that we're going to go with. We're just going to call it the Pro for now on. There's so many names for it, and <laughs> Apple's been fantastic with naming. Um, that could potentially have a 7% bigger screen. I'm like, does any of I that do anything? They're both, they're, both the, they're both for the same. It's somewhere between 5 and oh, 7. Oh, somewhere between well, 5 and 7. I thought yeah, they because were gonna, it, like, remain so it would be like 41, 45, and then something beyond that, like 47. Scratch that. This is why Hartley is the man here, because, you know, sometimes you say things that just aren't true. So, uh, okay. So, all right. I would, I want to go bigger. I want I want the 7%. Let's just say that's what we get. I mean, what, what benefits would that be? Would that be showing us more data for, like, tracking things, more text? Obviously, it's bigger, so it's going to be able to fit more. But, like, is there any, like added benefits beyond just more to look at. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I don't know if I want anything anything bigger for me because it's already starting to look like a computer on my wrist at a certain, at a certain point, there is a quote unquote breaking point of what looks good on a wrist because now it's just starting to look ridiculous. And you see some like really skinny people with it on their wrist and it's just like taking up their whole wrist. And it's just, I don't know. And so, I mean, like I said, I use it when I work out, I use it you know, when I play golf, I do a lot of those things. And I've never once said, man, I wish I had a little bit more data. I think Apple does a great job as far as scaling everything to fit the watch. Obviously, if it was bigger, they'll have more room. But I'm not sure if they'll be able to put more data on there or the data just be larger. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I think if they were saying that there was a reason for this bigger display targeted towards people that um, are a lot more into um, serious sports and, and people that are effectively athletes, um, they'd have to be able to show that it actually is useful for something. 
in in a different way than the smaller two models so i don't know what metrics they would want to fit on there or even if it will be like half you know a software thing because apple does just do that where they 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 create something that's basically a software feature and then they only put it on one model maybe there will be a new ui for um workouts that you only get on this larger display i think that could be pretty interesting yeah that that makes sense like if if the larger display can accommodate more than they only put you know this specific software feature where it might be enticing like if you could see you know maybe different metrics that you would have to otherwise like swipe over to get to um but they kind of figure out a way but the, i mean seven percent bigger that sounds like a big deal but that's not still not going to be that drastic yeah, so it's really small i still don't know how how they're going to do it but you know, we've mentioned this. Well, Kevin, you've mentioned this. You might be happy to find out that there is a rumor about a longer battery life um, coming for this, I'm guessing, this bigger model. Um, and so with that said, would that change up your, like, routine if you could make it through the whole day and into the next day without having to charge? Would you wear it to bed? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, my, my biggest thing now is if when I do wear it to bed to, to kind of track sleep, and then in the morning I charge it, I take my shower, brush my teeth. Even then it's like at 60% or, or 75%. And that's, that's not enough to get me through my full day if, if, I'm, if I actively track a workout. So if, if, if that scenario is true where I can get a day and a half or even two days on a battery, that will be something I would definitely consider upgrading to um, for sure. And obviously with the Series 7 um, that introduced even faster charging, um, so I was, I'd be curious because I don't have a Series 7. How much do you think that actually helps with the charging situation on that model? And does it just need to go further? Because if you're saying it only gets up to about 75%, to me, it sounds like that needs to be charging faster. I, I'm also taking very fast showers and brushing my teeth because I have to get my kid ready for school. <laughs> so it's not like... So it's not like a 30, 40 minute routine. It's like a 10 minute quick shower type of thing. So, I mean, it is, it is faster charging compared to the older models. And to be honest, a lot of the times when I charge it, I'm using like a charging docking station that may not even support the, the, the ultra fast charging. Um, cause a lot of the products I have are like a two in one combo or, or right, what have right. you, but they don't even support that too. That's, so. that's what I was going to say. I've, I've noticed, I don't, I don't wear it to bed. Um, and you know, I, th I think I want to touch on. You have the Aura Ring, Kevin, right? I do not. I do not have the Aura Ring. Oh, I thought you did, or you were looking at it, maybe. Yeah, I, I was. I was considering it. I'm still sort of considering it. I just can't. I can't get over the monthly fee. That that's that's the hangup for me. I was about to ask what monthly fee. I think because they gave me one for review, I don't have that. <laughs> uh, so that's a that's a good. That's a, <laughs> yeah, there, that's a yeah, good thing a to know. That's that. Yeah. That is a little ridiculous. Um, well, I was going to touch on that, and we can bring it up because I want to bring up some of the other, uh, you know, things that you could use in replace of an Apple Watch. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is that I don't know how many people actually use the charger in the box and know that that can charge faster. Because you know, it would be a good thing to like kind of pull the crowd because I think a lot of us now just have like a bedside thing. Um, you know, I use the like the Nomad dock, and so I put that every night for yeah. bed because it's usually dead by then and i don't want to wear it to bed um because the ring the aura ring tracks your sleep and so um that's just I, I don't know if anyone anyone listening to this let us know um if it's suitable to use the 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 fast charger because none of us here apparently have been using it uh, hartley doesn't even have it so 
<laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I keep, I keep mine in my bag. So like if I'm, if I'm, tra if I'm traveling and then let's say we go back to the hotel room and then we have an epic dinner coming up at night, I would then use the fast charger that time I'm in the hotel room to kind of get the battery up so I can make sure I can make it through the whole night. Well, we got how, that. That's kind of how I that, use it. We've got that coming up next week. So now I'm going to make you do that so that you can tell me how it works. And then we can we can let our audience know because it's not just a one off thing. You come on this show, you are tied for life in whatever you say. And <laughs> yeah, we need to, it's, we need it's to continuing. Yes, it's yes. We don't we don't just forget about what you say. We always remember. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I use the Duo when I charge. The is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, the Duo guy. I don't, Ma I don't even, I, thing Yeah, I still so, don't even I still yeah. don't even bring the regular charger with me. It's a it's a cool product. It's definitely a cool product. Yeah. Like that that is the that is like one of the coolest like low key Apple products out. To be honest, I mean it's certainly not cheap, but it's definitely useful yeah. if you travel a lot. Yeah. Well, that's something they need to update to support the fast charging. Yeah, it mm -hmm. could do it could do with an update anyway because if if I remember rightly, now the camera bump's getting bigger on the iPhone. Well, it got bigger with the iPhone 13, and it's already overlapping the the charger. So with the 14 getting even bigger. Is it even still gonna fit on there at all? The, the iPhone is the worst part of that whole thing. Like putting your iPhone on the charger. So it's the worst part of when, it. When I've seen them in the Apple store and I pick up the iPhone off the, the MagSafe charger, the whole charger comes with it. Yep. So yeah. that is a <laughs> that is a little bit of a design flaw. That's why I always choose the, the Belkin charger. That's what I have on my desk because where it's got a nice heavy weight at the bottom, that's that's the way that MagSafe works best for me. I'm you a big know, fan you, of the use two hands. I'm a big fan of the Nomad one. What, uh, Kevin? You probably have that same one too, right? Yeah. What is it called? I, the that's Max what I was just gonna ask you. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Base it's, it's, Max or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super heavy. It's super heavy, and it like it's not going anywhere. And you can charge your phone, and your watch, and maybe your AirPods at the same time. Why am I blank? Uh, or is it I just two? Just, I think just, I think phone, it's just phone and watch. Yeah, just phone two. Watch, yeah. That's what I use at home. I do like it a lot. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if I would recommend the MagSafe Duo as something other than like a charging solution um, on, for charging solution for on the go, not at your house. Travel, yeah. yeah, it's not a yeah. stationary thing. Um, so, I mean, it, it's it's tough to like keep talking about this when we don't have any like super concrete, uh, you know, rumors that like we can definitely point to it being. So I think at this point it's kind of worth just kind of asking what you want personally i know you wanted a circular design um but let's just move that aside like what health features and we can talk about some of the ones that are rumored but what health features do you think it's is missing from the uh the series seven like Ooh, do you use the you blood oxygen do you use the like I do you ever not, check that no. like hypochondriac no. like me and you're a little bit of a no. hypochondriac i get texts from you saying that you're freaking yeah, out yeah for sure yeah for so sure. you don't ever I, check your oxygen think you're like well, about no. to die <laughs> that's the thing i don't want more information is actually yeah. worse for me because then i look into the numbers too much right so the so here's the thing kudos to apple though for for making the apple watch and and very health centric i really ragged apple at first many years ago about like all this health stuff and i even made a tweet and i i don't i don't regret things i say whatever but i made a tweet i was like wow apple act like we all die like that was like my tweet <laughs> about 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 the apple watch but like now, now that i become a little bit older and I realized the value that it adds, right? Oh, yeah. So like my dad, my dad's cardiologist gave him an Apple Watch and where he can pull reports off the Apple Watch for my dad. And like stuff like that is kind of like a, a real case scenario that really hits home with me, you know what I mean? Like that is something, a piece of tech 
that is enabling my dad's doctor to have more information to further assist him. You know what I mean? Stuff like that is kind of yeah. cool. So I don't, I don't really know what more health stuff it needs, to be honest, um, because I'm very satisfied with what it has, and it, it does more than what I even use for. Um, I know one thing that I am exciting that I saw talk about at, at WWDC was the the stride. Like it can, it can actually, the Apple Watch can determine your stride length by the way your arms are moving. And that's, that's kind of a really cool metric that a lot of runners use. I, I'm not much of a runner, but that is a kind of a, a metric that a lot of runners would use. They'll, they'll talk about strides per second and, and things like that. And that's like some hardcore data that is very important because I know a couple of people that I know do triathlons, they all use garments. And I asked them, I said, why don't you use an Apple Watch? Just curious. One thing was battery life. That was a big thing for them. Another thing was like those really deep data things like strides per second and then strokes per second when it comes to swimming and and meters per meters per second when it comes like all, all those things that yeah. that apple is still trying to add on like very like very hyper specific things as hartley said geared towards more of the the athlete rather than the casual person tracking steps so um yeah i don't i don't use everything but as apple adds more things to that professional athlete i think that will uh get them to take the garment off and put on an apple watch as long as those needs are fulfilled. And that should be something that makes Apple Watch a lot more appealing to people that are kind of reluctant to use one at this point. You know, there are people that think, I don't want notifications, um, kind of like you, Kevin, and, and think, you know, I like to wear a classic watch from time to time. Um, but if the Apple Watch, say, in five years' time, is able to um, measure your blood pressure, your blood glucose, um, even blood alcohol level, um, and it's it's able to draw out all of this data. Um, that is something that provides a much more compelling reason to wear it. And I kind of get what you mean about hypochondria, but I think Apple knows this. And what I think they're going to do is going forward when they give you these new features, so say like blood pressure monitoring, it won't give you an exact um, systolic and diastolic reading. It will just tell you a trend. So it will only alert you if it's trending up or trending down, which you could then use to, to go to a doctor. So it kind of at the same time is limiting people from looking at it too much, but you still get that safety net of the peace of mind. Well, I think that's the long-term goal here. And that makes sense because, you know, as you guys were talking about this, I'm thinking like, yeah, I don't know that I would want that to be something I could constantly check because yeah. it's also, you know, blood pressure and heart rate is definitely something that could be in you know affected by your men mental state if you're freaking mm -hmm. out your heart rate's going to go up your blood pressure is going to go up like if you're having a panic attack or anxiety about something and then you look and you start to feel like okay i think something might be wrong then your numbers are going to go up and that would be bad news for everyone like actually literally last week um i, I must have you know I, I got covid whatever a couple weeks ago and i must have picked up something else because i've just been having like swollen glands or whatever so my doctor gave me some uh some antibiotics and some steroids which i'm like okay it seems kind of a lot but i'll i'll take it because i'm in kind of a lot of pain here and steroids like make your heart rate jump up so i'm sitting at the movies with my kids and i'm like noticing that i can like feel my heart beating out of my chest i'm like what's going on and that was helpful to be able to like go and check like what my heart rate was at the time and it was pretty high and it was due to the steroids um you know but then like the more i sat there thinking about it the worse it got and so, mm -hmm. you know, thankfully it was just a one-off thing. I don't know. But, you know, th those are the types of things that, like, it was beneficial at the time to kind of see that, all right, hey, something is kind of up here. I'm not – something doesn't feel right. But at the same time, like, then I just constantly made myself worried. And so yeah. you, there's a fine line between that. 
Yeah, I mean, re resting heart rate um, throughout the, you know, throughout the day, your heart rate changes throughout the day. Like even when you're resting, right? There's definitely a, a trend. But if you're constantly looking at your heart rate, I think that could, as you said, it could kind of throw things off, especially if someone that deals with things, you know, health anxiety and stuff like that. Sure. But like throughout the day, if you're, if you're sitting there, I could be sitting at a 60, then the next day I could be sitting at a 70. That could be my water intake. That could be my body digesting food. And it's just all those numbers without data behind it doesn't, doesn't help, right? You know, all about that trend to kind of look at things like that. And then when you're working out, you want to be in a certain heart rate zone. So I think it's very important for working out, but just sitting there sedative, you know, sedative, I don't think knowing your heart rate's going to help. I think it just hurts more than it helps at that point. I mean, if your heart rate's up, you feel it. And then you know that yeah. my heart rate is up. I don't, I don't care if it's 95 or, or 102, right? Like those numbers at that point doesn't matter. I just know it's, I'm at an elevated state at that moment, you know? So at the moment, it's blood glucose that is rumored to be the thing we get after body temperature sensing, um, maybe around sort of 2025. Um, and that is interesting because that is moving away from the kind of heart rate sensing or ECG um, type features that we've been getting used to. And I think that that is interesting because you can't, in a, you, you, you kind of know when something's up with your heart, you can, you might feel a flutter or it doesn't happen all the time for sure. Something like atrial fibrillation, you wouldn't know about. But um, blood glucose is an interesting one because to be able to be alerted that um, your, your blood glucose is trending in a certain direction, um, that could meaningfully help people avoid diabetes or make, um, you know, changes to their diet in a way that, you know, their doctor's just saying to them, you know, you should probably cut down on this or, um, you know, wouldn't do in quite the same way. So I, I think it's it's a it's an interesting direction, but it's got to kind of be done with a little bit of sensitivity. Hey, you're really unhealthy. Stop doing what you're doing. That's just how that's how I would take it. I would just be like, I know, I know. Now you're making me freak out even more. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I Apple mean, would word it quite like that. <laughs> I would. Maybe they you should. know, I, I want. I wonder how, how would a how would a watch determine those things like I, i'm very interested how the sensors work like how would it read your glucose levels i'm guessing the so, way it does with everything else right through the the infrareds and the skin and the yeah That's so insane. it's it's yeah. it's technology that um virtually doesn't exist for consumers at the moment because to be able to measure um, blood glucose you actually need to use an invasive sensor so you need to use a mm -hmm. drop of blood in a machine to be able to get that information. I mean, Apple literally sells some of these devices that integrate with the health app. Um, but Apple has been working very closely with, um, it's a small um, British startup company that has developed a sensor that can measure a huge number of metrics from a single um, sort of optical sensor. Um, and so it, that, that's what it does. It does blood glucose, blood pressure, um, blood oxygen, um, and I believe also uh, blood alcohol. Um, but there's there's a whole number of um, things that this does, and it got disclosed um, in financial filings that Apple is their biggest customer um, for a, a huge amount of their mm. research. So it makes sense that this is what they're doing, and it's a wrist-worn um, sensor. So it's kind of inevitable that this is where that technology is going to come from. But for people that um, you know do have diabetes, that's going to be a huge difference if you don't need to measure things um, you know with an invasive sensor. Um, that, that could make a, a really big difference to, to people in a way that the Apple Watch kind of hasn't been able to replace existing equipment um, so far. 
And so it's again kind of just bringing more people into the Apple Watch fold. You know, people that if they're if you're interested in fitness, chances are you maybe already use an Apple Watch at some point, Um, or if you're interested, you know, in the tech, maybe use it for notifications. But health is something that they can they can they can go further with to to bring more people into using this device. Interesting. Hmm. What about what about body temperature? Is that closer than those other ones? Because I feel like those other ones you said are twenty twenty five and beyond. I think body temperature yeah. is incredibly important uh, for well, what's going on in the world where you get a fever and you might not know, and turns out you might have COVID and you're spreading it to other people. Um, you know, you, you get that fever, your body temperature starts to go up, but maybe you're not feeling it as much as you would to like actively take your temperature. You know, obviously it would be great to get something like a trend. Like, hey, your body temperature has risen a full degree here. Like, what's going on? You doing all right? Um, you know, obviously, it's not always going to be accurate. Maybe you were just in the hot tub or something. That That's that's where we have to figure out the fine line here and how that's going to work. But um, first off, I want to know Kevin's thoughts on possibly getting body temperature. And then Hartley, maybe you can kind of fill us in on more information for that. Yeah, I mean, more, more data is always a good thing, but it just has to be responsible. Like, like we kind of talked about a little bit, like if you're, if, if your body temperature goes up a half a degree, should it, should it alert you at that moment? Because that could spark so many more things within a person. Right. Um, I mean, you know, once again, your temperature fluctuates throughout the day, just like everything else, just like weight, you know, th- those things can fluctuate throughout the day. So I'm sure Apple is going to be very responsible with that information and alert you if there's something that needs action, but I, I don't want a constant, temperature of my body on my wrist. Like I look down and I just see my, my temperature. I think that will freak out a lot of people. I I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case by any means, but that is like, that is the extreme, right? Which I think, which I think we want to stay away from. I would prefer the trend thing where it like alerts you, but I also do want the ability to manually be able to check my temperature because, uh, you know, like I said, we all were recovering from COVID over the last two weeks and my daughter was hit the worst at the end and she had a really high fever and she was, you know, save you from the details, but she was basically dehydrated. We had to take her in. But with that fever, when I checked with, we have like one of those Nokia, what uh, the temperature ones, that you should, like a temporal lobe one. And there's a drastic difference between that and what you get at the hospital. She was reading near 105 degrees. We got to the, the hospital, you know, 20 minutes later, and she was like 101, closer to 102. There's a three degree difference there. So if Apple can be pretty accurate with that and be close to what you're getting from their professional equipment, that might help us. You know, yeah, she needed to get the IVs, but like we've had times where they've been that high and we freak out, especially if you're a new parent and you don't know that kids' body temperatures can withstand something that high, even though it's not great. It's still not like us getting 105 where we have organ shutdown failure and all that. Like you, you really need to like monitor it but maybe you don't need to freak out and run to the, the er right away and think oh she has a 105 degree fever when in reality it's more like 101 102 still bad but something that you can manage from your house so so would you put the would you put your watch on her to, that, that's to the, that's it? the thing that obviously point? no that's the thing obviously like <laughs> i i don't know how we would make that work for the family situation but at least for me yeah. to know what it is and for okay others, it's, well as long as long as dan's okay as long as dan's okay well yeah i mean you know, if I'm gone, then who's going to watch her? No, but like it, it's – it's I will, I will. You, you will. Kevin will take over. The godfather. So, I mean, but like even when we do it on ourselves, there's still a difference. You know, it's still yeah, ina- sure, it's sure. still inaccurate. And I mean, I guess we could just keep trying out different types of, you know, but just the convenience yeah. of being able to look at it on my watch. 
Uh, Hartley, do you agree? Disagree? Do you think I'm being overprotective? <laughs> well, I think this is this is the whole problem that Apple has had with this technology. Yeah. So the rumors suggest that they had this body temperature sensor ready for the Series Seven, but they decided not to ship it because it's kind of obvious when you think about it. And it's, it's like you said, basically, Dan, your your example of the hot tub is the whole reason why because. Um, if that sensor is just directly against your skin, there are any number of environmental factors um, that could change that. I mean, you know, last week in the UK, we had a, a heat wave. So it, the, the, and, and the, the air was just hot. So that's going to affect your its ability to actually tell what your body temperature is. And they were not able to get this, the algorithm behind this sensor sorted for the Series 7. But we believe that for the Series 8, uh, they will have it. And that's kind of the good news is that oh, it won't so just it's coming be... for the Series 8 then? Yeah, it's, it's not just the Series 8 Pro or the high-end model. It will be all three of the Series 8 models um, should have this body temperature sensor. But, and here's the, here's the thing, um, it won't give you an exact reading. Um, it's initially going to be very, very pared back. I think that this is something that is going to be one of those like Twitter uh, controversies that it comes out and everything. Oh, cool, we've got body temperature, but it doesn't actually tell me my body temperature. No, it's going to give you a trend, which is the responsible thing because it, no, it won't even do that. It, it won't, won't even do so that. So what's the point? So it's going to be used for apparently for fertility planning exclusively. Um, and there is a chance okay. that it will be used for um, better sleep tracking. That's it, at least at launch. Um, there is the, the rumor that Apple is working on fever detection that would give you okay. a notification if you get a okay. fever, but that's probably later. So that's kind of going to be one of those things that they they tack on like AFib later. Okay. Um, but the actual ability to get a trending uh, temperature is not going to come at least until an, a whole other Apple Watch model later down the line according to the rumors. So That's it's, it's kind of good news and bad. Yeah. yeah. But I also can imagine, now I'm just like sitting here laughing, thinking about like 12 or 13 year old kids who have an Apple Watch just running their watch under hot water and like, I can't go to school today, mom. Like I took my temperature. Yeah. That's that's where a lot of people are going to be like, you know, that, that I would do that back if I was still in school. So is there anything else on the Series 8 that we can expect um, that would make this appealing before we get into pricing uh series 8 or the series 8 well pro, the I guess. 8 That's and the 8 pro yeah the, the 8 pro because the 8 were more more or less looking at some newer features but kind of the same design or well, what do you think Apple should call it? That's 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 one of the the big questions at the moment because we don't know. Where, we, we don't really know. Some people are calling it like the rugged Apple Watch, the high end Apple Watch, the Apple Watch Pro. What would your what would your name suggestion be, Kevin? You go first. You're the guest. Hmm. Uh, I do like Apple Watch rugged. I like rugged because I think that that is kind of a good like. I don't know because it, it insinuates exactly what it is, right? Rugged. Um. Yeah, Apple Watch Rugged, then Apple Watch, then Apple Watch Edition. SE. I, I think would be S S well then the SE wouldn't that be yeah, Apple yeah. Is that SE, gonna stick around? Regular rugged. Yeah, so the SE will still they're gonna refresh the SE this year, but it's not gonna be anything that exciting because it's an SE model ultimately. Well that's fine. They're still good for a lot of things. Um I 
I don't like either one of these names, but just for the sake of consistency, which is something that Apple doesn't usually do, I think they either need to go Apple Watch Pro or Apple Watch Max. Pick one of those two. We use these Apple names. Watch Max is a pretty good bet, you know. Yeah, I don't I like think, it. But it's a good bet. I don't like it either, but that's what I would do. It's it in it implies taking things to the extreme, kind of you know maximum Ooh. level. It's implies. Uh, a price increase it implies overall just better whether it is better or not but just you know the better option the more expensive and and high premium option i don't like the name but i just think for the sake of consistency can we please just get them to be all on the same page for the most part i think that makes sense harley Hmm. what do you want it to be called i kind of think pro is is the best direction for it especially if it's kind of the first Apple Watch that is targeted at a specific group of people. So it's targeted at like prosumers that like the best tech, but also um, people that are using their Apple Watch in a challenging environment, ultimately for work, like athletes effectively. So, you know, athletes are, are basically a pro audience for the Apple Watch. So I think that that makes sense. Um, and then you've got the fact that that would appeal to people that just want to know they've got the best. Um, everyone's familiar with pro People like to buy a MacBook Pro because it's a it's a pro. You know, the pros the pros are a valuable word for Apple to tack on. I mean, apparently internally they're calling it Explorer Edition. That's that's hmm. what Apple's teams are calling it. But I have a hard time believing that's what they're actually going to end up calling it. It just brings in a whole new name for no reason. <laughs> Explorer Edition. I mean, who's explore, or, no one's exploring anything with it? I I mean, maybe I you know kind of piggyback off samsung active you know apple watch active i mean they probably couldn't do that but yeah like go go near that like health and like imply that it's for people who are yeah that would be nice um now what are we what are we talking price here because what the entry level for the series 7 is 399 so you can certainly find it cheaper but you know that'll happen to everything after time goes on but uh, are we thinking like $7.99, $9.99. Well, how much, how much would you say is about right? Well, from, from both of you, where would you say is too much for this sort of Apple watch? Run down, run down the, the features that you would get with this one, just bullet point over. Okay. So we have it listed a little bit of a bigger display, titanium casing, um, longer battery life. Uh, and that's it. Like a different a different design, <laughs> ultimately, yeah. And no no other and the health features would all be the same. Yeah. Seven ninety nine. Yeah, that's that's where I was at, seven ninety nine. Because to me that doesn't well, scream anything your, different than what you, you get you with the Apple Titanium. tax on top of that, then you're gonna be in the right ballpark because Mark Gurman thinks it's gonna be uh nine hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. That's a that's I a big it, ask. Yeah. It's not surprising when you think that at the moment they sell the titanium Apple Watch edition for I believe it's 749. So if they're continuing to sell a titanium watch but you're getting the longer battery life, the bigger display, um it kind of makes sense that you have to pay a little so bit you, more for that. But it's a So lot. that was my next question. What, you, what do you think is going to happen with the edition then? It's going to stay there and kind of be that mid-level? Cuz I think the edition should go. I think yeah, it needs to I go. Mean, I forgot it's going to cannibalize it was... sales. If I want a titanium watch, right. am I going to just buy the cheaper one? It's It, it doesn't fit that yeah. well, I don't think. I'm gonna, makes sense. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even re- remember that they were still calling it that. I thought that was just like Apple Watch, titanium, 
and then you know the stainless steel models like we just refer to them based off of what material was used um but yeah i don't think we need the addition that before still left the sour taste in my mouth when it was like eighteen thousand dollars that's just what i always go back to when i hear that yeah. i'm like yeah i don't want that one that's too much but like yeah just get rid of it make it make it easy on ourselves Matt, well, apple's Watch. never known what to do with it that's been the problem you know they when they started out and it was a gold casing it was the same watch as the stainless steel models it was exactly the same watch and of course now they're just basically all in landfill so you bought an eighteen thousand dollar watch that is now completely obsolete um, so yeah i mean that's my problem with the apple watch when you buy a normal watch it, it can appreciate with value and apple watch depreciates instantly and you're spending so much money on a watch that a year from now would lose half its value and that's that's my big struggle with it as a person that likes watches what i'd like to see apple do to address that um to really, if they really wanted to appeal to the luxury end of the market, what I think they should have done when they showed off the the, the gold watches was say, uh, built into this is lifetime upgrades, yes. or you know for a, for a subscription or for something, there is a sense of this will have this will be upgraded um, wherever possible, even if it means that we physically take your device and put a newer chip in it or something. That's where they need to go with the high end market, but I think they just know they can't compete in that area um, apparently uh sales for those gold watches completely fizzled out in two weeks after it was out it was that it was that it short doesn't, su doesn't surprise me i mean yeah. how many people really aside from just incredibly rich people that just bought it just to say they had it i mean how many normal everyday guys like us just like went out and bought an eighteen thousand dollar watch did drew buy it did did drew buy it <laughs> not that i know of would it I surprise just, me if he did it wouldn't surprise me but i feel like other than that and like a couple youtubers that may have gotten one like other than that i don't know i don't see the point i think you just go apple watch series 8 apple watch series 8 pro you know whatever um or maybe we could just get rid of the series thing here now um and just go apple watch and apple watch pro and apple watch se I don't know. I feel like that's what they should be doing with the iPhone too. We just every year, yeah, we're done with the numbers. iPhone, iPhone Pro, iPhone Pro Max, and they're just, they just. I don't know. <laughs> but no, uh, I agree. I think that's the direction. It's 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 got to go in long term. But I think it's easy for us when you're in the tech community because we know at a glance the difference between like an iPhone six and an iPhone seven. But the average consumer yeah. just thinks, oh, I, you know, I've got an iPhone 11, but it's time to upgrade, so I get the 13. They, they, don't, they don't have the time to be uh, thinking about these differences. So the names are so important. I mean, that's why Apple kept the 13-inch MacBook Pro in the lineup. It's the name. It's ultimately all just the name. Would you buy one of these, Kevin? If all the things that we discussed, would you buy one? Let's say it's $9.99 for the larger one. No. 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 Definitely not, no. Uh, if it was 700 bucks, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely consider it, strongly consider it. But I mean, for me, there has there has to be a breaking point somewhere. And I think a thousand bucks for 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 a smart watch for something that I, I don't see myself wearing every day and something that will be considered obsolete in a couple of years. I, I don't know. That, that'd be really tough for me. What if it incorporated the same tech that the like standalone golf watches had and like it improved upon the GPS so much so? That it had its own, it like could incorporate with an app. Uh, was it eighteen birdies or whatever? Maybe it like is yeah. so incredibly accurate now. 
Like, is that what would set you well, over? Not, now you're talking my language. You're talking golf now. <laughs> I mean, so, so okay. Here's here's the funny. Here's the funniest thing. The Apple Watch is actually extremely accurate as oh, really? a golf watch. And a lot of a lot of golf YouTube channels, they're actually recommending people to stop buying Garmin's and other apps and actually use an Apple Watch with a premium app. Because like, if you get the premium apps, the ones that you pay for, whatever, you get uh, like detailed tracking, like within within three yards of everywhere. So actually, currently my Apple Watch is extremely good. I keep my score on my watch and I have everything down to the pin location. So it would have to it would have to be a whole lot more. Now, if they included something like shot tracking where it would know when I hit the, Ooh, hit a ball like, and then automatically like track. Yeah. 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 And it can, it can give me something like that, like, like a detailed analytic analytics when it comes to like a golf swing, golf club head speed and stuff like that. I will be in line. I, there wouldn't be a line, but I'll be the first person in, in the line. There to, might to be a line. There's yeah. a line for everything. When, whenever a new <laughs> Apple, I'm serious. I've well, stood in line before for products that I'm like, why am I standing in line for this? Why are people well, here? Yeah, you just, why are people lined up for this? Line. Yeah. But no, I mean, if, if I, so like, so like how marathon people or triathlon, triathletes and people run with those detailed stats, if I can get detailed stats when it comes to like golf stuff, like very detailed to that granular level, that'll be no brainer for me. Cause that'll be something I would use several times a week and something that I cannot get today. But as of right now, I feel like the newer Apple watch, everything I use, I could still get today. Maybe it's a little bit smaller. Maybe the battery's not as long, but I can still get that data today. I think that's the most important thing that we need to stress is that like I'm guessing most people well over 50%, probably reaching towards more than three quarters of the people who buy an Apple Watch obviously do not upgrade every year. There's probably no point. Most of you are getting it for health tracking, um, you know, for activity tracking, and you're getting pretty much all the things that you would need with each and every iteration, minus a few different health features that you may not care about. And so it's probably not worth upgrading to. But if you're looking, you know, coming from a Series 4 uh, or a 5 or an SE, and you're looking to get up to that pro or, you know, more premium level or the pro level at this point, then yeah, this is the reason why we're kind of bringing it up. It's for people like you. Uh, who are looking to get into that. But Hartley, what is your like dream feature that you would want on an Apple Watch? So we know Kevin's is golf. So what would you, just whatever, it doesn't have to be anything realistic per well, se that I, they're working I on. I really like uh, the idea of a circular Apple Watch that we talked about okay. earlier. It's always been something I've wanted because I think that the selection of Apple Watch faces is is weak and it does not get stronger every year. They They do not have genuinely and meaningfully customization uh, customizable uh faces um and they they're just they don't compete with what you can get with a classic watch and i think if they were to really put a lot more into the faces and the customization and a circular design uh then i wouldn't start to feel so bad about not wearing classic watches um so for me that that would probably be be the thing and also of course longer battery life because at the moment i wear it where i wear mine all the time i have to charge my apple watch twice a day for at least half an hour um, which i you know i've got very much in the habit of doing it at the same times every day so when i start work i put it on the charger and when i take a shower i put it on the charger and that's just about enough but i wish that you know i didn't have to have that as part of my routine i think for me it's not necessarily like i'm cool with everything that we just talked about i would be totally on board with your guys's two wishlist features and the rumors that are coming over the next few years. I think I'm set. Like I'm good with what we what we have from like a hardware feature point of view. Um, 
I think the software just needs to be better. And not like the all the obviously the the health and activity tracking is great. Um, the notifications are so bad for me. I don't know if there's something going on. You know, this is another one where hopefully I'll get some more emails because I, I do get people do respond. They listen, they find, they email me and they tell me different solutions and it's so helpful. So please do that. If you're having this problem and you can, and you fixed it, let me know. I've had this issue where I take my watch off the charger at, in the morning and, you know, I have do not disturb that runs from midnight to 7 a.m. And so after 7 a.m., my phone comes off of Do Not Disturb. All my devices come off of Do Not Disturb, except for my Apple Watch. And I have no idea why. It doesn't have its own schedule. I've looked into that. It's I don't understand why. And also, notifications are just so delayed. I'll get a text on my phone or on my computer, and I would say about five minutes later, that same ding will happen on my watch, and it's the same text that I got from before. So it's just with messages that I've really noticed that. I think notifications, aside from messages, have been pretty good, but it's just messages have been really bad. And then I've oftentimes just wonder why my phone or my watch isn't buzzing at all. And then I see the little half moon icon and I'm like, I didn't turn that on. So I don't know why that's happening. Maybe it's because you need to have sleep focus on rather than do not disturb overnight. But I don't wear it to bed. Does that matter? But even I think it. I think it's still. I think the way it's built is even with the iPhone. Um, even the iPhone's alarm that's supposed to wake you up is based around sleep mode. Even if you don't have an Apple Watch, so it's it's the basic kind of thing that they've built it around now. So so does it? I think mean, I'm it should still, still sleeping, work. Then? Maybe I don't know. I, it just probably wonders when you're sleeping. I think it and should automatically it be smart enough to recognize, like, okay, it's on his wrist because it knows it's got wrist detection. Well, yeah, I mean, it it's on his wrist this, and right? he's moving around. Okay. He's moving around. So <laughs> if he's in bed, I don't know what he's doing, but he's obviously up and 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 moving around. Hopefully, so it should be able to like turn that on for you, right? Well, so that's what sleep does. If, if you if you're moving around with sleep focus enabled, it says, "Are you awake?" And do you want oh. to turn your alarm? See, I've never I've never used so, it. Yeah, it's it's it is meant for that. But I think if you try to if you try to rebel in like typical Apple Apple fashion, if you try to rebel, uh, it will not it will not do what you need it to do. I guess that when when did sleep come out? Was that last year? Uh, well, I think sleep the whole like concept of like the sleep focus was years ago when they did it in the alarm app on the iPhone. No, but when when so did the, it, like the sleep tracking for the watch happen? Uh, a few years ago. I'm not sure I exactly. I, I don't remember if it's been that long or not that I've been having this issue. But even then, when it, when it didn't do sleep tracking, it did like the nightstand mode that also was based around the sleep focus. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's because I have it in nightstand mode, like I have it docked up like that. But like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's a frustrating thing. I, you know, people are gonna be like, "Why don't you just Google it?" And I, I did, but like I only had five minutes that I could dedicate my brain to it before I. <laughs> decided that I didn't care anymore and I'll just deal with it. Um, so that would be my wish list, you know, just some better software features and fixes on the in, in, on the bugs there. Um, and then I do have this Aura would ring. Would you buy an Watch Pro 10? Yeah, but that's because, I don't know. It's a tough question. But would, you, would you wear it? Would you actually wear it? I, mean, I wear my watch wear every like day. 45 millimeter model? Yeah, I wear my watch every day. I No matter what I'm doing, I wear it every day. At this point, it has become ingrained into my brain to just pick it up, put it on, and, uh, you know, shout out to the last week. I've been more active. Woohoo! 
And so I'm starting to get a little into the, yes, little golf clap there. Um, you know, we're not making a big deal out of it because I've been down this road many times, but I'm trying to be more active. I've been working out a little bit and, you know, you got to start somewhere. And so uh, I, I have been kind of getting into like checking in the rings and like wanting to get those closed. So like, I think that that does fuel an addiction. I, I know a lot of people who have like ring closing addiction. And like, that's just something that like they can attribute to why they've gotten in better shape because they've just been focused on doing that. And I can understand it. I don't think I'm there yet, but like, I can understand um, where that mentality comes from. But yeah, I, I would buy it just because, you know, new is always better, right? That's, that's the Apple way. That's the Apple yeah. way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so opposite of that, you know me. <laughs> well, it's so hard for me to give an honest answer for that, honestly. Not like I'm lying and want people to buy it. I don't care if you buy it or not. It's just, it's so hard for when it's our jobs to do it. Like, I'm already going to have I agree. it. So, like, I, yeah. can't, I can't tell you whether I would buy it or not. And then you'd be like, well, what if you had to spend your own money? I don't know. Probably not because that's a lot of money to spend each year um, on a watch. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that I, I will have it for review, then, yeah, I will wear it every day. Um, and I, it will get used. Um, yeah. But I did want to mention the Aura Ring just because um, this could be an alternative for people. And Kevin, you said you were like kind of messing around with it or like thinking about the idea of getting one. Um, yeah. Only, this could be something that people could want. I specifically like it for for sleep. Um, say about a few months ago, I had some some sleep issues and anxiety and I just couldn't really get myself to bed uh, the way I wanted to. And it really did help like tell me like, hey, you're being super restless during this time. Um, you know, your heart rate's up or your heart rate's low. And like just it gives you a good and it's just so non-intrusive. It's a ring. I, you know, my wife was cool about letting me replace our wedding ring while I test this because it's just I don't want to wear two rings. So I just put it in yeah. the same spot, you know. And uh, and now it's got blood oxygen that's rolling out to people, which is I feel like kind of a big deal because there's not a lot of other products out there that have that besides the Apple watch. So um, do you think there's a market for rings to kind of overtake things? And it does track your activity and stuff, but I feel like it's not nearly as good as Apple watch in that department, but. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've been seeing more, more rings pop up, more smart rings pop up, but it seems like aura is the one that has the most traction. Um, and you know the things that I've read about it and like the reviews I've watched for all good things, but for me and and sorry and them adding the the monthly fee that's kind of a newer thing. I think they just started adding this earlier this year with the uh, with the latest software. And so like they're giving you all this tracking, but yet you're buying the ring and then you're paying per month for you to access your own health data. Yeah, that which that, I find that I find might not extremely be the right move. just. Yeah, I find it extremely concerning for me, but they are adding a lot of uh, new features. I know they just added workout activities. I, I do wonder, does that feed back into Apple Health? I know it talks to Apple Health, but for example, would it close your exercise ring or do you have to wear uh, an Apple Watch to close an exercise ring or do an Apple TV workout? I don't know, actually. If it gets added into the Apple Health app, it should It should uh, close it. Close yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so so it's it's interesting because when I I use my Apple Watch for for golf, right? Like when I'm playing a round of golf, um I don't go into the golf activity, but I have a, a golfing app and it feeds back into Apple Health, but it only tracks my steps. It wouldn't track activities. Like it wouldn't track a- active 
active minutes, right? It doesn't track activity minutes, but it tracks steps, right? So it doesn't track every single, like it doesn't feed everything back into Apple Health. I, I wonder what data is it handing over? Because I don't think it hands over every piece of data to Apple Health. That's my only question. Like activity minutes is, is what it's called, right? Uh, yes. That's a yeah, good question so. because, uh, you know, I was using it primarily for sleep stuff. Um, and yeah. I haven't even looked at it since I've started, you know, being a little bit more active. So then I can get back to you on that one. But yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see if you did a workout without the Apple Watch, how the Aura Ring takes your workout and what does it do with that information? Like, where does it, how does it relate to your Apple, Apple health data? Like, how does it? See, but like, then I would be sad. Then I would be sad to do a workout without the Apple Watch because then it, if it didn't close my rings, then I would be sad that I don't see that. And then it's like I just worked out for oh nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you worked out for nothing, nothing at all. No, nothing, nothing at, at all. all. I mean, put, look, look. I put, want put the superficial. I want to show. Put, no, put your Apple Watch on your dog. Let him and, run around. And, and let your dog. Let, her, let your dog run around the house. That's what people do with the Fitbits. My dog's lazier than I am. That's not going to happen. Oof. Okay. Oh, she's Whatever. ten, man. She's ten. <laughs> and I'm old too. All yeah. right. Is there anything else you want to add about the uh, Apple Watch, or are you just kind of like, let's get it going here already? You know, September can't come soon enough. I'm. Yeah, I'm ready. I, I would love to see. I love to see if there's that that one more thing moment. Like if they had something that really makes me go, oh, oh, I didn't. No one knew that. The leaks didn't didn't say that. Like I, I'm looking for kind of those moments. That, that that's what I look forward to. Unfortunately, with leaks, it's kind of hard to get that these days. But you know, I'm kind of holding on to hope that there's going to be something. Um, but we'll see. I apologize for everyone out there who has that same mentality. But you know, people want to know what's going on. And so, is there anything? One last question: Is there anything at the event uh, that you are? It doesn't have to be Apple Watch related. That you are hoping will be announced. Obviously, we have the iPhone. And there's the Apple Watch, but any of the other rumored products, AirPods Pro 2, AirPods Max 2, uh, God, what else is there? Um, iPad Pros, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, anything in the audio realm. So AirPods 2, AirPods Max 2, I mean, th those are about due for an upgrade, in my opinion. And also the, the whole Apple headset VR glass. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's anywhere around us now. I don't think that we're going to see that this year. But... It will be cool if they can at least tease it if it is something that would be actually happening and then maybe something with android auto i know they talked about wwdc but maybe get some apple car dates. carplay yeah sorry apple auto. can't bring yeah, up apple android <laughs> auto on this show people i said apple apple auto apple auto oh, yeah you said so, i mean uh <sighs> apple apple carplay just i would like to see it in an active car if they had it because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we it had some visualizations so good I would love to see it if they had like an integration to like really show like, oh, this is what it looks like on a new Hyundai. You know, I would like to see something like that. I don't think that's going to occur, but that's my wish list. I'm kind of a, I have a couple questions off of this. I do want to end this podcast, but I, I really do have a couple questions. Um, I'm kind of a person when it comes to cars that really hyper focuses on, obviously most new cars drive pretty well. Um, you know, and, and I don't really care about like performance and all that one. I do care about the interior, um, and the tech that comes in it with the infotainment system and all that. Um, I was one of the main draws, you know, obviously I wanted an electric car, but one of the main re reasons why I wanted the Tesla was I just liked the way everything mm -hmm. was visually, you know, portrayed for you. I liked the UI, 
But a lot of people were like, oh, I miss CarPlay. And I've always wondered why, because I thought it was better. But now seeing this new CarPlay, is it enough to make you switch to another vehicle? Um, I mean, I do so have to I'll, like the body I'll, style of the car, too. That's a huge thing as well. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll do you one better. Um, I was driving the F-150 Lightning for a week, and yep. it had CarPlay in it. And then I was just like, this is so much better. Like, I was just really? like... I was, yeah, like, yeah, I was really like, this is so much better. Just, <sighs> it, it's it's just hard to explain. Like the Tesla one is fine. It's cool and all, but CarPlay just feels much more integrated to the way I use my, the way I use my device. Like, for example, if I'm using Apple Music, like I have to Bluetooth it in the car, which I don't want to do. Like I want to have the full just app. Use like Spotify, Spotify like an adult. I understand. I have Spotify too. Like I have Spotify. I have Apple Music. But if I was a person I didn't have Spotify, I'll feel left out. I like podcasts. I use Pocket Cast. Right? There's not an app like that on the Tesla. You know, what yeah, I mean? there, there's like certain apps that I like to yeah. use. And then if I was using Waze, like I prefer to use Waze over Maps. Like I can use Waze on my CarPlay. Um, I can't use Waze in my Tesla. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of things like that where I can decide what app to use. I don't have to wait for Tesla to tell me what app to use. What if Tesla adopted CarPlay and, and portrayed it? Oh, wouldn't even be a question. Okay, yeah. Wouldn't even I mean, be that a would, question. That would be what I would hope for. At this point, I was just hoping for an Apple Music app uh, that I could just use so I don't have to use. Because that's that's a huge thing. I don't want it to use my phone. I really like that it just uses Spotify built into the car. Um, I agree. And it kind of keeps your, your data you know, on lock there on your phone. And your battery life is fine. And you don't have to worry about it while you're driving around. But... Hartley, what what about you and, and CarPlay? How, how's it, how's life in the UK with with vehicles? Me and Kevin, we're in the Midwest uh, here, so it's pretty much all the same for us. Well, vehicles are are smaller for yes. a start, but uh, I'd say I'd say CarPlay is still just as important. Okay, yeah, that's that's I, I'm in the market looking for a new car, and CarPlay is right up on my list of priorities. Uh, my my current car is a it's a Volkswagen Golf, and it's uh it's the display it has for CarPlay is like six or seven inches so it's really it's it's a little like matte display and i i want something that's a little bit of a, a nicer carplay experience um so definitely i i'm in that that niche of customers that's really interested in what apple integrations there are even things like the car key the ultra wideband yeah. car key that you get with a lot of bmw models now um those things are, are, are certainly interesting to me but i think that since carplay's really been expanding across vehicles um it's something that it's becoming a lot more mainstream just because it's easy. It's just easy just to connect with a lightning cable and everyone understands that they're not interacting with some, you know, clunky in-car UI. I mean, if it's not, I mean, you know, Tesla's not a, uh, not a clunky UI, but it's, it's oh, but definitely it, still, it, it can be, it can be. Oh, it, I mean, it's still, it's still annoying. My, my partner has uh, a model three okay. and it is so annoying every time, uh, you know, I want to just connect to, to my phone to play some music. Going into going into different menus just over Bluetooth, and it's just it's not a it's not a clean experience. Whereas with CarPlay, just just plug in, or, or it, it's even wireless in plenty of vehicles now. It's still light years mm -hmm. ahead most car manufacturers, though, when it comes to infotainment systems, which is like part of the reason. But all these new EVs that are coming yeah. out, and then when Apple showed that off, I'm like, I don't know, what's the reason why I would want to stick with with this car if I can go to you know something maybe a little bit cheaper and still just as nice of an experience on the inside. But so. All right, I like that. I like that. I like you thought outside the box. Everybody picks iPhones and stuff. Uh, and what, my last one was, what about your AirPods Max wish list? There, what, 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 what do you think they need to do to make it 
make you want to jump because they were what five fifty. So yeah. you're gonna spend another five fifty. I got these for three three fifty. By the way, okay. I bought them refurbished. Okay. On, okay. I bought them on refurbished okay. on Amazon because I'm just okay. I'm fr- I, dude. I can't listen. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. Should call you Kevin the walls. Frugal like, Ninja. I, I know. I, I don't have deep vaults like that. I mean, I would love to have That's an why. off switch. <laughs> I would love to have an off switch. Like it's just I I know it's I know it's silly, but let me hold the butt the crown down and let me just turn it off. It's like, not. I don't want to have to. Yeah, like I, I do not want to have to use their magnetic case or a third-party magnetic case. Like I want to just hold the crown button down, let it go to deep sleep, turn it off, throw it in my bag. I don't want to have to travel with that bag or or nope. do something special with the magnet to turn it off. Like that that is my biggest that is my biggest gripe with these these headphones. My biggest gripe. You think they did this on purpose that we would hate it so much that adding power button would be <laughs> worth us spending five hundred and fifty dollars again? Because it is, it that's is. Yeah, I love yeah, them. They sound great. Obviously, I want you know more improved sound, uh, but like no, I just want a power button. I just in a better case. That's all I want, and that's super cheap for you, Apple. So, yeah, yeah. I I don't know, and I I, I wish they were foldable, but even the Sony's are no longer foldable either. So I think foldable headphones is going away, which is sad because I, I like oh even the new the new Bose, um, they don't fold either. So no, they're all um, the telescope yeah. telescoping ones. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of kind of old school like that. I like to fold my headphones up, but it's okay. Yeah. Well, I I think the folding things what it what it's got to be for me. I I don't think they will ever do a folding pair of AirPods Max, but they just take up so much space you know, on my on yeah. my desk because they, they're just they're just they're just way too big. I don't really know what to do with them. You don't really want to put them on a lot of headphone stands because of the mesh. Um, they're they're great when you're wearing them. Yeah. Uh, even if they're a little bit of a tight squeeze, I think. Um, but when you take them off, they become an inconvenient object. I think. Um, I think that that's that's the thing they need to work on. They've got the audio experience um, in a really really good place, but other things it, it needs it needs it needs work. The smart case needs work. Storage needs work. Um, I would even like it if they did a, a, a you know a neat charging stand for them. I think that would yeah. be a, a great little accessory. I I agree. I have a stand that. Uh... Well, see that brings up a whole new topic for the future. But like, how would they? How would they even do that? They would need to completely change the design to where the charging would have to be initiated either through the bands or like through well, the I've cups got or an, something. An AirPods Max charging stand. It was one from Kickstarter, and it's oh. it's just a, a neat little stand, and it's got a magnetic lightning connector in it. It's got USB C, and it's weighted. Right. So, you, so but you still got to plug it in. So I'm thinking wireless charging. Like there needs no, you don't, to. But it's because it's got this magnetic connector. You just drop the AirPods Max on it. Wait, what? I'm, I'm yeah, not, it's got I'm not like a little this. magnetic lightning uh, sort of adapter that you plug into the AirPods uh, Max. Oh, okay. it's like a little magnet, yeah. and then that okay. goes into a little slot inside there. It's it's really neat. Okay, so, see, I have this stand from is it Satechi? One of those companies, and. Uh, you just put it on like a headphone stand and then it, in the back there's a charger and you can just plug it in and you know that's fine it's not a big deal but it doesn't look as good when you have the wires hanging and stuff for as long as apple has this this weird thing where it can only be turned off by magnets it will always be annoying which is why while things like this do a good job they're never going to do as good of a job as something that is a proper wireless yeah turn it down solution. and then i can put it on like a stand where you can keep the cups folded out like the way you're wearing it and not have to turn it in because that's the other thing. If I could just put them on like a headphone stand like this, the way Kevin's wearing it right now, that would be great. And I know they're properly off and not wasting battery. 
All right. Well, that about wraps up our episode. Um, Kevin, would you like to tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me, Kevin the Tech Ninja. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all those places. Uh, Tech Ninja Speaks on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Kevin the Tech Ninja on uh, YouTube. And by the way, guys, I, I wore my Apple Apple Park shirt for you guys. I saw that. To just show you guys the, the Apple Park shirt. Just I love it. Just saying, hey, you know, just you know, it's all about the details. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not pandering to your audience or anything. No, no, no pandering, but maybe worth a follow. Maybe everybody should just go sub to his channel and, oh, this and is... give him a little follow. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are calling me Apple fanboy these days. So come on, come on, come really, on home, guys, come on. I home. think they need to. I think yeah. they need to see a personal, like they need to see our personal conversations to know that that not that's probably not true. But yeah, but it's okay. But yeah, so I I appreciate you guys, Hartley. It was, it was amazing to meet you over the internet and you. you have an amazing you have an amazing voice you should go into voice acting Thank you. I, I truly mean that. <laughs> awesome man thank you so much